Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. When the lights go down in the city, that means it's time for Rolling Dice and Taking Names. In this episode, the guys review Clank, Curse of the Mummy, and Noria. They also bring us a big surprise announcement. Hello, and welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is episode 104, Will in the Sky. My name is Marty. And I'm Tony. Did you just pop a drink over there? Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Okay, so you know what success we had with our Coke Zero Facebook post that we did? Uh, you mean the Coke Zero versus the Coke Zero sugar taste test? Yes, yes. That, that Facebook Live post or whatever we did, and we got it out there. So have you seen the new flavors of Diet Coke that, are, that have come out? Horrible. No, they're not. They're horrible. We, we have mango right here. That is so oh, good. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, so we got, maybe I haven't tried mango, but we tried several of those. Number one, I am not a fan of the taste of <sighs> Diet Coke at all. I don't understand why that product still exists when you've got <laughs> Coke Zero Sugar, which is infinitely better tasting than Coke Zero. I mean, yeah, I'm Diet Coke. I don't argue with that. Okay, I completely, because, you know, they're eliminating. Coke, Diet Coke with lime, which was our favorite drink here at the McCree household. Because it was horrible. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you say if it, so. If it was good, they would still sell it. No, they're bringing out ginger lime. Now, mm. that is horrible. Is, is that one of the new flavors? Yeah, that's ginger lime's one of the new flavors. Mango, and I always do that Geico commercial, mango burnt chutney. Um, but twisted mango, <laughs> burnt chutney. That's right. <laughs> uh, or burnt mango chutney, and um, then they have the black cherry, and then they have this other flavor that I'm just like. They, we've tried them all, and they are. I only like the mango, so you, you don't like any of them. Well, I need to try the mango. I don't think I try. I tried the black cherry, and I'm not a big cherry fan anyway. But there's another flavor. That we tried, and I don't remember what it was. I, I still taste too much of the Diet Coke. I wish they would have flavored the Coke Zeros. Oh, it's the um, burnt, no, not burnt orange. It's a blood orange. Oh, oh, no, that's it. Vanessa got me blood orange because there's some other blood orange drinks that I've tried. It was not, I didn't like it. That's the one I didn't like. By the look on your face, you didn't care for it either, Ooh. did you? But, but then you go to those... Coke, Coke machines, those flavor machines that you can hit all the buttons on and, and you're sitting there and you're trying to decide what you want and reverts back to the beginning screen. Yeah, because I get I get behind the people that are constantly trying to mix flavors and everything and it's driving me insane. It's like, I just want a regular Coke. Could you please move out of the way? So anyway, I was just kind of curious if you hadn't gotten the option and if we needed to do a Facebook post of us trying the new Diet Coke flavors, but based on this reaction... <laughs> No, I'm going. No, uh, oh, no. Dad, come it. People, stop bothering me on on our on our private Slack channel here. We're trying to record. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you, <laughs> I don't know if that was a segue, but I'm going to say it anyway. One of our uh, pledges, uh, backer pledges, backer levels on Pod Pledge slash RDTN is if you contribute up twenty five dollars, you get on our private Slack. Slack book. I was going to say Slack book. Uh, Slack private 
group channel where we sit there and chat all day long with a bunch of our listeners, everything. And right as we started recording, people started chiming in. So now Tony is basically li- basically live chatting as we record this episode. Yeah, yeah Jerry. Yeah, fine. I know the Globetrotters were awesome. And yes, who didn't? Who doesn't remember the Scooby Doo episode with the Globetrotters? Curly, Metal Arc Lemon, all of those. Did you watch that one? Is that Jerry Reese, who was our uh, Jack Vass Memorial Fund winner, who <laughs> finally, finally <laughs> got his box of squirrels, which I've yet to see pictures of. I want to see some pictures. Wait till y'all see what was in this box of squirrels that was shipped. It was, how much did it weigh? Was it uh, like 18 pounds? That's less than a Gloomhaven box. It was a beast. It was a, an absolute beast. So that was so much fun to get that out. And as soon as we get some pictures of the contents of, of that, uh, we will be uh, sharing that. So Tony, Marty. wrapping all the way back to the intro of this, let me just give you major kudos for the name of this episode. We haven't done this in a while, but this title of this episode is so perfect. You deserve a cowbell. So I've redeemed myself finally. Thank you. Yes. The the name of this episode is Will in the Sky, which is a, a great classic song Will by Journey. Will in the sky keeps on turning. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like how you rock while you sing. It's Journey, man. <laughs> you look like Stevie Wonder there doing that. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to be covering the brand new game from Stronghold Games called Noria which happens to be like a steampunk-themed game that takes place on these flying islands, and the whole gimmick or uh, uh, cool mechanic of this are these spinning wheels on the table. That's your action selection mechanic. And so thus, Wheel in the Sky is absolutely perfect. I don't think you can uh, top that in the future. Well, I was, you know, when I first thought of it, I was thinking of some Megadeth song about Death Wheel in the Sky or something, which led me to... <laughs> Death Wheel in the Sky. I haven't heard that. Is that on their Greatest Hits album or is that one of those deep cut ones? I was just typing Google Wheel in the Sky. Oh, Journey. <laughs> Journey, that's right. <laughs> Tony, did you know... Probably. ...that uh, when Journey first started, it was started by guitarist uh, uh, Neil Sean and uh, Greg Raleigh, who came from the group Santana. I don't know if you knew that. They used to play for Santana. Okay. When they left, they actually started like a progressive jazz band. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever listened to their first three albums. They sound nothing like the journey that you know. And in fact, nobody was really crazy about that sound either because after the three albums, their publisher came to them and said, you guys got to change your sound or it's over. So basically, they totally tweaked their sound from a jazzy, proggy type thing to more hard rock. They went out and got a new lead singer. It didn't really work out, the first lead singer. But the next lead singer, a guy named, you might know as Steve Perry. Oh, Sherry. Yeah, that that was not, that was solo, Steve Perry. I know that was solo. But anyway, Will in the Sky was off the first album that he was a part of. And basically, he joined the band. That album, Infinity, came out. And as you say, the rest is history because they just shot to stardom right after that. Now, granted, I will give you 
that their songs are way overplayed because they keep playing the same flipping song over and over again. Because I'll be honest with you, if I never hear Don't Stop Believing Again, I'll be A-OK with that. I remember my daughter being introduced to Journey. I think that was the song that they were singing in some camp that the counselors were constantly having them do, and they could all perform it for some odd reason. I don't know why, but they did. You know, the show Glee kind of brought it back. They Is did that what a it version was? of, uh, I know they did a version of on Glee. And I remember when that happened, that was like, it was on the radio constantly. And in the band that I played in for a little bit of all the journey songs of all the flipping journey songs, the band leader said, let's do don't stop believing. I said, you gotta be kidding me. Of the entire catalog from this band, you picked the most overplayed version of them all. Got so sick of playing that song. Speaking of the band, what? Are you not in the band anymore? I'm not. I had to give it up because this podcast was taking up too much of my time. Well, I'm sorry. I don't want you to I don't want you to hurt your dreams. <laughs> my dreams. My, my my no, no, no. There there are no dreams here of being a full-time musician. Even when I was doing the band stuff, I had no dreams of being a full-time musician. That's that's a life I'm done. I don't know if I want to be a part of. That's way too hard, man. I can't I can't handle that life on the road. Yeah, and I see you drinking out of a nice mason jar with the RDTN squirrel logo. I, actually, it's um it's not it's just a regular mason jar. You are drummed out of the pod plate. <laughs> I just grabbed the first one in the in the uh, cupboard there and it was it was one of our non uh, logo jars which you can also get if you go to podpledge.com slash rdtn and you can pledge or you can just go buy your own jar as tony is like every weekend every other weekend tony you're sending out batches of jars to people uh hope to be um I'm, i did miss this weekend so i'm sorry for the delay on a couple that were supposed to go out this weekend i hope to get by there on wednesday and get those shipped out and the dice uh they were in week uh one so we got hopefully three more weeks before the dice come in. And as soon as those dice come in, we will be uh, putting together the jars and the dice and get those shipped out to everybody. And please, if you have donated for the neat Podge Pledge level, please let us know your size. And also, Marty, I think there are Size colors. for what? A t-shirt. Okay, well, people didn't know that. We didn't even give these, them the option to get the leggings. You have these thoughts in your head that you just assume you know what everybody, you know, that everybody knows what you're thinking. Listen, I have been trained well by my wife, okay? <laughs> what? what just, just to talk without explaining what you're talking about? Well, she knows me so well. I mean, uh, our anniversary occurred and we just, 26 years, there you go. She didn't need to say a thing. She knew I was thinking happy anniversary. <laughs> you got by on just thinking it and she was okay with this? Sure. She went out with the girls. I went and played games. Oh, Remember? that's right. <laughs> that's right. We, we did have a game night on your anniversary night. How many men can say that? <laughs> Not a lot. That's, uh, that's ballsy, man. I'll give you credit for that. That's right. That's how we roll here. I can well anyway. So by the way, if you're interested in purchasing a shirt, be sure to head over to redbubble.com and type in whatever you do. Don't type in just rolling dice because then you will get a dogs playing poster mat. That doesn't work good. All right. Dogs playing poker. Yeah, I don't know why it comes up with a dogs playing poster picture, and it's a whole bunch of pictures of people rolling dice. So I guess you got to type in rolling dice and are they playing craps? 
I don't know what they're playing. They may be playing Taking Names. So if you type that in, and then, oh, there's the cute little squirrel. You can click on that right there, and you can see that that's their stickers. Look at that. You can get yourself a sticker. Did you know that? <laughs> that's so cute. So anyway, be sure to do that. If you Please send us your size, and there are multiple colors to choose from, so go over to Redbubble, or I will be sending out an email at the end of next week uh, requesting your size and color. So be mm. look on the look at that. Do not spam filter me, please. Just be looking out for a rolling dice taking names at gmail.com email. So please set your filter so we're not blocked. And if I said that wrong, Marty, could you please correct it? You, you did say it wrong. It's I did not. Take. You, you said it's rolling roll dice, dice take names. names. But you said rolling, didn't you? Maybe. I don't know. I won't know until I go back and edit this. Roll and dice. If you did, and if you did say it correctly, I'm going to go, crap. And like, I tried to find a way to edit it out to make it sound like I was uh, right. No, you're right. I think I did say rolling dice, and it's uh, <laughs> roll dice take names at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Is that right? It, it is right. Five years, you'd think I know this. You should know what I'm thinking by now. Yeah, you still know. Again, I know what you're thinking, but they don't. Hey, all right, let's move on. At the end of our last episode, we were very sad to announce uh, that Fun Again is actually closing its online stores. And for many years, Fun Again has been a sponsor of the show, and we have had a great relationship with them. The last episode, we had actually already recorded. We had actually already got their spot ready to go in the show. And before we released the episode, they announced they were closing. So I had to take out their final ad and we put in a little, I put in a little spot basically saying, you know, thanks for everything. But I want to, we want to come back and just talk about first what a great sponsor Fun Again has been for us. Um, the people there that we worked with were fantastic. They supported us from day one, they gave us whatever we wanted. They were so generous, generous with, prize giveaways they gave away like the $200 gift card this past year for our fifth anniversary episode they would find games that we thought we might be interested in and send them to us in fact Tony that's how we got Gintus last year that wasn't even on our radar fun again contacted us and said you guys might be interested in this you mind if you send it to us and all of a sudden you know it won a squirrely oh I know amazing game and I'm counting down the days for my deluxified Mm, excited to have that back yeah, but we're not talking about Gintus. Oh, we're talking about it's fun just, again. Yes, yeah. I agree. Incredible guys. Nick, um, he did an amazing job in making sure that our listeners were happy. Well, what they've done is they've said it's a very competitive landscape. Online mm-hmm. games is very tougher than staying. They're keeping their brick-and-mortar stores open. So if you're in their area, please go and support them as your as your local game store because they will still have those regular stores open, except they're just closing down the website. Of course, honey, there was a huge warehouse sale, and even you and I were, obviously, during game night. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to mention that. Uh, yes, I am. So the day that this was announced, they said, huge warehouse sale. The site crashed, right? Everybody's trying to get in there, trying to claim, you know, they were marking down stuff left and right. So we were having game night over at our friend's Mark's house. And luckily he had a good, you know, Wi-Fi signal. And we're playing game. And Tony is basically sitting there constantly refreshing the site. And as soon as it would come up, he would add a game to the cart. (laughs) And then it would go down. And then he would come back, add another game to the cart. It spent, what, like two hours before you got the the order finally in and ordered. I think maybe a lot of it was uh, the site would go down, but it was also things were getting emptied out so quick. Hey, look, I got Mar Nostrum. 
oh, it's gone. And it was just like, oh, man. So while I was somewhat engaged in the game. <laughs> it was just like, oh, man. You say that a lot. I know I do, and I need to stop saying that. It was just like, oh, man. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I could, it beats an, ex, an explicative or something like that. Explicative. Yeah. That's just bull. See, I could have gone there, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Thank you, because I, I, you know, you I got to go find out. the bleep out sound. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it was it's sad that they're closing their doors. Matter of fact, they still have a lot of stuff in their warehouse. Uh, they so, do. Yeah, Nick Nick said that. Hey, we still got some games. Don't forget, just you know, the the sharks have finished circling. There's still some stuff floating. You may be able to find some hidden gems if you want to. Be sure to just. Uh, one of the things, not everything is marked for the warehouse sale. So if you go in and type in maybe a publisher's name like Portal, mm-hmm. things may pop up that they haven't sold out of because they haven't. Because if you click on the warehouse sale banner, it's looking for that filter. Right. But if you just type in, say, Portal, but I've already done that and there's nothing there, so don't even try. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff that they carry, like uh, Puzzles and Funko. Got got a puzzle coming. Yep, baby. I told my wife. Funko figures, if you're interested in that, you know, go check that out. Because that might not be something that people are really looking for. So those might still be available. And Funko sales are up 5%. Uh, well, yeah, I saw the article today. It's like sales are up, but the profits are down. That makes no sense. Yeah, some ain't right somewhere, is it? Yeah. What, this Funko craze is a craze. It's Yes, it is much <laughs> of a craze. But even though we are sad to see fun again go, we are proud yes. to announce that we here at Rolling Dice and Taking Names have partnered up with Cue the Music, Marty. That, was that okay? You want something else? Um, what else can we do? Well, let's try this one. How about that? That'll work. Okay, there you go. All right, so there. Go ahead. Miniature market. That's right. Miniature market and rolling dice and taking names have teamed up. I don't know what for, but we've teamed up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was a lot more anticlimactic than what I thought it was going to be. No, we are so happy. We don't know what. Well, we we are ecstatic. We were sad to see fun again. Sad, Sad face on one side. Really happy face. Miniature Market has picked up sponsorship for Rolling Dice and Taking Names along with our other great sponsors, The Broken Token and Portal. Thank you guys so much. We're really excited. We're really gung-ho to get this off the ground. And for our listeners, we have been able to secure a special link over to Miniature Market, and it will give you a promo code. Mm -hmm. It's going to show up on our blog. It'll show up in our liner's notes for our podcast. It'll be on our Facebook page and wherever else Marty decides he wants to post it. So a little bit of backstory here. We kind of dropped the bomb. So let's kind of explain a few things here. Since we're on the the link, let's talk about this. Okay. Let's talk about it. What they want to do is they want us to provide a link so the people can go through that link to their website. And this is not an affiliate link. So this isn't one of those links where if you go through this link, we get like money or credit or anything like that. It's not like that at all. It is strictly for, we want to provide your listeners a special link that has a special code that will give them some sort of discount, some sort of promo 
or something. And then we want to see how many of your listeners use that link. So Tony, the way I was kind of phrased, we may be on a probationary period. And that may be it. I'm not exactly sure. But the fact is, is they wanted to basically see how much traffic can we generate? And that's where you, the listeners, come in. If you're going to be going to miniature market and, and you're going to be purchasing anything, please go through our link that's only going to be on the website. It's going to be in our podcast notes. So actually, if you use a podcast app on your phone or whatever, uh, we're going to have it in there. So it's somewhere in those notes so that you can click on it and go there. It's going to be a, a real easy link. I think it's going to be like miniature market slash RDTN. It's something pretty straightforward. Uh, we'll put it in the guild. But just if you're going to go to miniature market, please, we ask as a listener, go through there. You'll get some sort of discount, some sort of promo. And what they'll do is they'll be tracking it so they can see how many users use this link and whether, hey, we're helping generate any traffic for them because that's the that's the ultimate goal. When, when we lost fun again, Tony, you and I scrambled. We're like, holy crap, what are we going to do? We've been very fortunate to have several people over the years to contact us about, hey, I want to be a sponsor, but uh, we don't want to have too many sponsors on the show because we don't want to have it just full of commercials. And we also have very particular about who we want this sponsor to be. And we wanted it to be a non-publisher because we have also heard people say too, if you get publishers that are publishing you know, that's going to sponsor your show. We feel like that you're going, not going to be fair when you talk about their games, or you're going to down other people's games, try to lift up others. Now, yes, we do have portal, but portal is an exception because we're doing it because we're friends with Ignasi. Ignasi was a super nice guy from the beginning. We love Ignasi. That relationship will stay just cause we love him mm-hmm. <laughs> and he likes work with us. We like work with him, but aside from that, so that's when we want to find something that was not a publisher. So the next obvious thing was, well, we really enjoy being with Fun Again, which is an online game store. Who else can we talk to? And we actually reached out to, and we got to give thanks to our good friend, Dan King, who's also sponsored by Miniature Market and said, Dan, do you think they might be interested? Dan put us in touch. There were, there were handshakes, there were talks, there were conference calls, there were emails. Bada bing, bada boom, we're sponsored. <laughs> yeah, long story short, yeah, there we are. And we're just very excited. We are very excited because Miniature Market is excited to work with us and we're excited to work with them. They also want to do what Fun Again did. They want to sponsor stuff. They want to make sure that our listeners get something in return. That's why they're doing this promo code. They have this link. They're going to be supporting prize uh, giveouts. They're going to be supporting events that we're doing. They want to make sure that, that we're supported. And likewise, we want to support them too. Tony, I've been a fan of Miniature Market for many, many years. I've been buying from them for quite a long time. Yeah, I got some points in my account. That's right. Don't know what I'm doing with them yet. I've been saving them, but I got some points. And what's so nice is as much as we love Fun Again, we also heard a lot of our listeners say, look, I know you guys are sponsored by Fun Again. He said, but their prices may not be as competitive as some other online people. Their shipping is a little more expensive. And they said, you know, I got to watch my money. So it's not really effective. This is where miniature market actually is really, really good, Tony, because they're in the center of the country. Their prices are competitive. Their flat rate of shipping is $5.99 on anything up to $99. And after $99, it's free. And you get points. It's frequent flyer, man. And you get points. Yeah, And the points are basically used towards store credit, basically, right? Exactly. And from my standpoint, somebody around here likes to play Shadespire. And how do you get Shadespire? Well, you know what, Tony? Miniature Market's one of the biggest online stores that also carries Games Workshop products. There, you there go. are other competitors that are 
big that do not carry Games Workshop products like Miniature Market does. So recently, I've actually been ordering a lot from them. I've been getting, uh, basically, we ordered my uh, the expansions right. from them, Tony. We got paint from them because they covered the whole little line of paint. So they've always been my go-to place for Games Workshop. Regardless, I've gone on enough about this long enough. We're very excited we can't wait to see where this relationship is going to go. So again, I, I beg you, if you're going to go to Miniature Market, please look for that link that we're going to have posted around. It will benefit you. It does not benefit us except for just providing stats back to them on how well this message is being received. And once again, I mean, I know we said we're excited. We're excited for our listeners because we know the support that they give. And we're, we're very excited that we'll be able to share back to our customers, our customers. We ain't got customers. We got listeners. I'm sorry. We're very excited about that. So yep. anything else? No. You sure? <laughs> Cause I want to talk about something real important to me now. What, what's, what's real important to well, you? That was important to me, but what's really, <laughs> wow. I hope they don't listen to that one part. I'm sure they don't. So once again, thank you to everyone who, Put us up for a BGG nomination. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we were bridesmaids again. I am good with that. I don't mm -hmm. mind being a loser. I like having just the BGG um, little token right there on the website. I'm real happy about that. So once again, thank you so much. Congrats to Rado. Yay, Rado. I was right. I told you he'd win. And a real big thank, uh, congrats to our good buddy Jamie and his Lords of the Dungeon for getting the RPG golden geek mm -hmm. that first year out knocking it out of park it's one of the, that's in my podcast listening uh rotation as well so that you can learn how to run the rpg for us for eventually when we do it well i offered an opportunity and you're busy i wasn't the only one busy once again i threw out a date my house mm -hmm. is wide open donna is gone i got plenty of time i was going to Throw down some Lord of the Rings RPG. I'm busy. It's St. Patrick's Day. Well, no, 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 no. Hey, hey time out. If you're going to bring this up now, I thought I was going to talk to you best after. I said I could do Sunday. Our, our other gaming buddy said we're up for Sunday. Is Sunday off? My wife just asked me, are you going to be gaming this week? I said, not Saturday because it's St. Patrick's Day. By the way, this is released after St. Patrick's Day. So this is being recorded before. So I could do some time jumping here. But I said I could do Sunday. Fine. We'll do Sunday. We'll see how that works. I'll get everybody happening over here on Sunday. I'll throw out the offers to the other people. We'll see what's going on. Well, I thought you already threw out the offers. I thought it was already in the books. No, we got back those. Okay, people, this is a little inside stuff here. Oh, here we go. When you put out an offer, you're supposed to say, yes, I can. I'll admit that there is some times that you just can't, you just don't know at the time. But yeah, I may, we might be able to do Sunday. Mike doesn't tell me yes. <sighs> Okay, so anyway, congrats to the BGG Award winners. We are very excited for everyone who won. We're so happy, and thank you for nominating us. And Marty, Marty wants to go on about some of the winners. You, you mean mainly Isaac with Gloomhaven, who won like, what, seven of these things? Congrats. I'm surprised he didn't win Best Podcast. I bet if he had released one, he would have. <laughs> so, yeah, a big congrats to Isaac Childress with uh, Gloomhaven, which just is like, uh, looking through the list here, it's like Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven. I hope he's got a place to put all those medals. Actually, he his releases on his updates from his Kickstarter were mm -hmm. very well done. He could have done it. He could have got mm -hmm. If he had read those, he might have won it. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i mean a lot of these aren't really uh, uh surprising i know there's a lot of talk on the war game 878 uh vikings uh from 
Academy Games one, and people are like, is that really a war game? Regardless, you know, there's always this discussion, right, Tony? Mm. Why did this win over that? Well, because it got more votes than the other. Yeah, that, That's why it won. But you know who was even a bigger winner than Gloomhaven? Uh, no. Zelda? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Over on the video game ones where I don't even venture? Yeah. Let me tell you, it it it, uh, it racked up over there. Best Switch game, best video game, best visual arts game. I love looking at the the video game stuff. One I I have a I need to get and you and I need to play is the Through the Ages app. That one the best mobile uh, handheld app for like a uh, board game type app. Okay, we will we'll do that. Through the Ages, best mobile handheld. Tell me what platform and we'll go. I've been knocking it out of the park with Age of Rivals. I keep playing. Mm, I hate when I get addicted to a game on my phone. <laughs> oh, and a quick shout out to the best 3DS game Metroid Samus Returns. I love Metroid. Woo! Metroid 4 coming soon. Okay, I'm I don't even know where my Game Boy thing is that I had. <laughs> Your Game Boy thing. Wow. Anyway, the uh, all the BGG war rounds out there. Congrats to everybody who won. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, congrats to Isaac. Hey, hey, just we'll get Gloomhaven. Maybe that's what we'll do Sunday. Forget this Lord of the Rings RBG. Let's put Gloomhaven on the table. Have you even opened it, sorted it yet? No, it's the awe factor. Then we'll move on. Do I have to punch stuff? Oh, Lord. I swear, if we come over there and you say we're playing Gloomhaven and you take the shrink wrap off and say, okay, guys, help me punch this thing, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. But something I did punch and play that I want to do a quick mention. Yes, please. See, that was smooth. I don't care what you say. Ticket to Ride France. I have been jonesing to play this game ever since I got it. I was like, oh, Ticket to Ride, you know, I uh, enjoy playing Ticket to Ride with Donna and and Rebecca. And so Rebecca came home, and so we were going to play Ticket to Ride France. I'm like, okay, I've heard a lot about the France edition where Ticket to Ride, the, the railroad bed has been cut, but there are no colors on the map except for a few, okay? Oh, that's interesting. I was wondering what the, what the difference was. Right, so all the railroad beds are cut, and then on your turn, you still have the same options as you do in the original Ticket to Ride, where you're either you know picking your cards or building a route or taking destination tickets. Sure. So you know how to play it. No more rules need to be explained, except when you take the cards, you now have to pick the color of the route between cities, and there are various distances. So you go and say, I'm going to take this color and this color, and oh, by the way, hand me a three-section blue and i am going to place it between paris and some other city all right okay. and so you've now made that route that color oh so you can actually change the color of the route that's interesting can, can if one's already been set can you change it again no once it's set that's the color so there's the screw you factor Oh, I can totally see that. So if you see somebody maybe getting ready to do a route of a certain color, you're saying, nope, it's going to be this color instead. Exactly. Like you're seeing them collect the pinks or the yellows and you're like, hmm, he's gotten a lot of yellows and I see he's trying to build a route between this city to this city or from Germany over to Paris. Oh, and he's gotten four. I bet he's trying to go for a five. I'm going to drop a five blue right here. Mm. Um, You see how I use that French word blue? Um, uh, on, uh, <laughs> on on it, and wow. you can mess them up. Oh, and then also the routes, the roadbeds are cut across each other. So when you put down a route, you can cut off a path. And so you you know someone's building, building. You know they're going to put a route right there. Then you can drop. So it puts it very strategic. And when you want to lay those routes down, because I found out that if your wife puts down a certain color route, and then you claim it. 
doesn't go well for you. So it's it's worse than like not doing something on your 26th anniversary? I did something. I went and played games. Maybe that's why she wasn't happy about what happened in Ticket to Ride France. No, that was, uh, she was, we had plans on the weekend, so no big deal. It fell flat. I hate to say this. It fell. Really? Yeah. Rebecca didn't like it. Donna didn't like it. They didn't like the fact that you were giving away your destinations. And I'm like, well, maybe that's because you're not supposed to be as blatant with placing your roadbeds. And they go, well, how do you know which ones? To collect if you don't have the colors down there. And there we had a lot of discussion. But the best part was that Donna won, Rebecca came in second, and I ended up with 24 points. I really stunk. I did not complete a single route. Were you grumpy? I was grumpy because Donna paid me back. And she severed my route that I needed to complete three tickets at once. Ooh. It was near the end of the game. She was at the last. She had three trains left. And I said, okay, good. I got two reds in my hand. I'm going to pick up a yellow and this, and I'm going to put down a red two-section track. And nobody else has been collecting reds. Comes back around. She smiles and goes, two red trains. Here's two red cards. Here's my red trains because she loves playing the color red like you. She takes it. She severs my route completely. And I'm like, this sucks. This game is awful. I don't like it. And then Rebecca looks at me and says, well, Daddy, why didn't you just put a white, play a white one right there? See, it connects all of your stuff, too. See it right there, Daddy? Daddy, see that? I never saw it. It was, oh, it was so disappointing. I was sad. So is it staying on the shelf or not? Mm, it may be in the um, RDTN um, sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd love for you to try it. So maybe if, if you... Yeah, I haven't played a good ticket to ride in a while, so I'd be interested in, in, in playing again. That's one of those games that I... It's a classic game that, that I'll play anytime, and it's basically a good, a good teaching game. And we didn't um, play the West side yet, uh, the Old West, so I want to do that one too before I decide, get rid of it or not. So they really didn't get it. Kind of like, I don't really get all this Seinfeld reference. Not everybody's a Seinfeld fan. What are you talking about? In the last episode, somebody put some Seinfeld episode, uh, reference. You know I listen to these shows. I have to listen to them to make sure you didn't screw up the editing, and then I have to listen to them for all that. You do all the hard work. I do the easy work. But I hear your crap that you put in there to embarrass me. I know what you do. <laughs> so, so I didn't slide that one through without you hearing No, it. you didn't slide that one through because I got to get the timestamps. I'm listening for your sorry butt editing that you do an incredible job of editing, by the way. So, so last episode, you, you made the reference. Yeah, did. Something about you name names, which is a very popular line from Seinfeld and I could not get it out of my head so I had to interject it in the, in the show and uh, there it is and people liked it fine whatever I didn't get it I didn't understand it I don't watch it by the way for for Mark whoa whoa whoa, whoa. hold on stop because you don't watch the show you think that no else in this entire universe is watching the show you do realize that's one of the most popular comedies of all time all time. I understand. Great. Maybe my funny bone was removed in operation. I don't know. That's not the point. The point was you said nobody gets it. More people probably get it than they don't. Okay. Fine. And by the way, I, I'm going to hang on every single freaking word and phrase from now on looking for the next Seinfeld line to stick in there. And you'll never know it because you don't know the show I even won't. if you say it. <laughs> and maybe we can all have a Festivus for 
whatever it is. Too easy. I'm not going to do it when you're trying to do it. I got to <laughs> sneak it in there I can't even try to get it right. <laughs> Festivus for all of us. Festivus among us. For the rest of us. Fine. No soup for you. Yeah, I know the big ones. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's not the big ones. It's the little ones. It's the, you know, it's the name names. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. I'll have to go. I'll have to go YouTube that one. This one, Elaine was dating a communist, and they got blackballed from uh, the Chinese restaurant. I don't know this. I know you don't. I'm sorry. Move on. All right. So, so the Seinfeld. Let me. I'm just telling you. More people know Seinfeld than you think know Seinfeld. So, um, cult of personality. Cult of. That's that's for uh, people to get an earworm right there. Cult. You know, just. Just saying. Not that I no. can sing it, but okay. Yeah, well, look, I think you may have redeemed yourself with Will of Time. Okay. Will of Time. <laughs> How about Will in the Sky? Will, in the, Will of Time is a book series, right? Sure. By Robert Jordan? I don't know. Dude, are you serious? You've never heard of Will of Time? I think I have. I can't tell you. From, I mean, it's not coming back. I didn't read them. I read Mockingjay. Oh, I went and saw Red Sparrow, by the way. Hold, hold on. Stop. Will of Time is an extremely popular sci-fi series. It's like 15 books long. The author actually died recently and somebody else had to start writing the book series. And I thought you were a big sci-fi fantasy fan and you would you would like this. Like I said, once again, I don't I haven't been exposed to it. But oh look, a Robert Jordan Will of Time Wikipedia entry. There you go. So I guess it's a thing. I guess I'm gonna have to go look this up now. Okay, you watch Red Sparrow. Did you like it? Oh, you need to watch that one. I'm interested in watching it. Is it not Black Widow? Is it what? Is it not kind of the same story as Black Widow from the Avengers? I don't know the backstory of Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. It's a Russian spy type thing? Okay, sure. Why not? (laughs) I can't win. Oh, my gosh. I don't know all these comic book things, okay? But you've watched enough of the Marvel movies to know who Black Widow is. I know who Black, Wi- Black Widow is. I just don't know her backstory. I just know it's Scarlett Johansson. And that she, she messed with Tony Stark and all that other cool stuff. That's all that matters. Anyway, I am proud to announce that Table Toppers is going to be shipped. That's right. I hope everybody, if you were interested in our good buddy, Berkey, um, who, by the way, sent you some spices for... For Jerry's um, box, I hope you included them and didn't keep them all yourself. I put spices. What, what what's the spice called? A happy mouth. Happy mouth spices, which are incredible. So yes, yeah. I, I put some spices in there, and same guy who's also doing the big table toppers. That was a big Kickstarter last year. So you're saying I think you just talked to him recently. You said he's they're being shipped out soon. Yeah, he wanted to share with everybody that backed him, and uh, thanks to all of his backers, but he wanted us to share that he is in the process of getting them shipped out. I got the backing uh, comments coming as well. And he's um, real excited. He's excited to get this product out. Um, If you're interested, you can still uh, pre-order some of the um, table toppers and get Mm -hmm. them delivered. The Mycroft is in short supply. So, and that's that big one. That's like your um, table that you got your house. That's the biggest one. It's probably one of the most popular ones too, right? big freaking table, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Anyway, Kevin. Congratulations on your success. I hope it continues and you don't run into any problems. So just wanted to do a quick update on that. Kickstarters are still kicking the butt. Oh my gosh, so many of them. So uh, just something uh, real quick, Tony. It happens to be Gamma Week during this week, and Renegade Games just posted they've teamed with Saban Brands to create a line of Power Rangers tabletop games. 
go, go, Power Rangers. Okay, I'm good with this. I just kind of caught a quick glimpse of that. That's that's interesting that they're going into a brand like that. I just didn't see that one coming. So would you be interested in uh, interviewing a Power Ranger, if I can make it happen? Uh, okay, you mean an actual person who played a Power Ranger on TV? Yes. Would you, would, you, would, you, would you think our listening audience would enjoy an interview with the White Power Ranger? Okay, which one? There were tons of them. I don't know. I don't remember the guy's name. I mean, you know the White Power Ranger, one of the White Power Rangers? An intern that I hired, his sister is married to a White Power Ranger. I kind of would be interested. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I am. I would be. I'm working I, I, on it. I, I'm kind of interested. Maybe we need to get a gauge from the community. It's like, sh- should we interview? Hey, maybe we tie it in, right? So maybe when uh, Renegade Games starts coming out with a line of Power Ranger games, we actually have a real Power Ranger on the show. I'm telling you, man, I'm working the angles. I'm trying to do what I can. Anything for the listeners. Can you imagine that? Go, go. It wasn't Go, Go Power Rangers, was it? I enjoyed that last one. Yeah, movie. no, it's, it's a Go, Go Power Rangers. I, I actually enjoyed the uh, movie. I watched them. I know it was bad, but I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I had three boys growing up, so they were addicted to Power Rangers. And yes, we got tons of uh, Power Ranger toys lying around here, too. Well, enough about us. <laughs> okay, what you want to do now? Let's talk about a game. Portalgames.pl. That's right. Get over there. Slash EN. Unless you're Polish. And then slash PL. And Ignacy said there's some other ones too. I think he said... Uh, there's also German. German. Okay. So anyway, portalgames.pl slash EN. See, now I'm going to be doing it anyway. Unless it's German, then slash DE. But go ahead. Fine. For all the latest news, be sure to check out their website. Or more importantly, go out and watch Ignacy tell you all about the company on his video blog he does an incredible job there they're in their third printing of alien artifact that to me is amazing they are going multi-language on that i know that he has been talking about getting it over into spain into france into german they've been working on that and you know what is so cool marty just to show you how down to earth ignacy is he recently um, mentioned on his Born Games Insider that he should have gotten an award for probably the biggest rulebook flub of all with First Martians. He admitted to that. That takes a real man right there. Uh, Ignacy's awesome. He has been very uh, upfront with the issues he ran into with First Martians, how it was received. But what a fantastic job of staying with it, Tony. He released an almanac. He's trying to make the game easy to learn. And I think it's helping a lot of people now coming into the game and able to use all those resources that he now has to be able to learn the game and 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 do so well with it. But yeah, I, I just saw him in this informant today. He's wrapping up work on The Detective, which is another big game that's coming out. And you talked about the third printing of Alien Artifacts. They've got the new um, expansion coming out for it too that you can play. Be sure to go check it out over at the Portal Games. Great company. Great owner. Small fonts. Oh, and small font. Five-minute initiative begins in three, two, one. Let's talk about an expansion, Marty Clank. The Mummy's Curse. Renegade Game Studio is the publisher. The designer is Andy Claltus. Did I get that right, man? Andy's not here for us to ask. Okay, well... Clank, Mummy's Curse. If you know how to play Clank, you got this game coming out of the box. 
plain and simple. You need to score the most victory points. But <laughs> what? It's the truth. Don't even start laughing at me. But there's a new concept. There's this mummy. You're going to be scared of him. He's running around the pyramid. He's trying to chase you down. And if he catches you, you're going to get negative victory points. The dragon's still going to awake. He's still going to try to get to you. You got to get to the top or you're not going to score the victory points. It's Clank. If you enjoy Clank, then maybe you're going to enjoy this expansion. What? Gosh. Okay, we got four minutes left. Now what you want to talk about? Well, let me ask you this. Ask me. You enjoyed Sunken Treasures. I did. I that Sunken Treasure is the first expansion to Clank. I really enjoyed it. It introduced the concept of the underwater thing. So, yes, I was very excited to get Mummy's Curse to the table. One thing I love about their expansions, Tony, it's a brand new board, right? Yeah. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with this board, there's a Sphinx on one side and a Pyramid on the other. Both of the sides of the maps are totally different. It's introducing new cards to the game. And like you said, the Mummy, uh, which is basically the, the board is split up into four segments. And you have a D4 that you're going to roll at the beginning of the game to determine where the mummy is. And here's the thing is, every once in a while in the game, there may be a trigger from the cards when they come out from the encounter deck that may tell you to roll that die. If you roll and it comes up on the side where people are in that area, each of them take a curse, which is worth minus two victory points. But if you want to, Tony, you can fight the mummy to get rid of those curses. And that gets rid of the negative victory points. Now, I wish they could have also let me cull my deck a little bit with that, but that's okay. Yeah, and you know what, Tony? In our original review of Clank, remember that was uh, the biggest knock we had on the game. It was very hard to call the deck, and yes. we ran into that this too. The thing is, that, Tony, you know what it is? When you get a, a deck builder and you throw in an expansion, you're adding more cards to the deck. Mm-hmm. And we kind of ran into the situation was we didn't get to see a lot of the brand new cards no. because they were merging with the existing ones. So, I mean, we did see some of the ones that would make you roll the die and there's some new effects, but we still, at the end, we're running into the situation of, I wish I could get rid of these starter cards. There still wasn't a good way to cull. Yeah. And I mean, we're constantly adding the clank to the bag and I was like, okay, it's, it's still the same game. Did, yes. was, did the mummy add a lot for me? I didn't get to play Sunken Treasures. Now, Clank in Space is one of my favorites. Matter of yeah. fact, when I was able to get through the Fun Again website, that was one that I ordered. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy playing Clank. I enjoy that aspect of the dragon. I enjoyed pushing your luck. Did the mummy add anything chasing me? For me, Marty, it... it it, it, it didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. It just didn't add enough for me to say, okay, I need to have Clank the Mummy, uh, Mummy's Curse in as an expansion for Clank. I'll pull out Clank in Space or Clank, but I don't need to add the Mummy. I don't know about, what about for you? Do, do, do you feel like you need to have it? Well, here, here's the thing. What's the thing? Tell me what the thing is. To me personally, number one, everybody needs to own a copy of Clank, right? I think Clank yes. is an incredible game. And right now there are two expansions for it. And... Personally, if you were to ask me which one should you get, I would say Sunken Treasures first because the mechanic of being underwater is a brand new mechanic that you can experience multiple times as you're playing the game. What we found out with uh, Mummy's Curse, Tony, was even though when the dice got rolled, it just so happened it was very few times where we were in the room where he was. So not a lot of us had to deal with the curses and when we did, there were some cards allow us to get rid of it, or we could just beat the mummy up real quick and get rid of it. So other than the mummy itself, everything was basically the same, but Sunk of Treasure adds that whole new underwater mechanic. So for me personally, get base clank, then add a Sunken Treasure, then if you want more, 
get Mummy's Curse. And so what I'm hearing you tell me is that roll of the dice didn't add that intensity that you thought it might. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things that didn't add a lot of the tension that we were expecting because, again, just by luck of the roll, he didn't really affect anybody a lot during the times that we played. If you really, really enjoy Clank, definitely put Mummy's Curse in there. Give it a try before you buy and see what you think that's The Mummy's Curse, Renegade Game Studios by Andy Claudus. Five-minute initiative is complete. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we want to do a look at Noria from Stronghold Games by designer Sophia Wagner. Wheels in the sky keep on turning. What? Perfect name. We had talked about making this a just a five-minute discussion, but we thought that we probably couldn't do it because there are two aspects of this game that we really need to get across that's kind of unique. One is the action selection mechanic, which is the whole, the wheel thing. If you go out there and look at some pictures of this game, it has this concept of these three wheels that are rotating. And it's that uh, the wheels have little tokens in them that represent the actions that you can take on your turn. We figure we need to talk about that for a little bit. Plus how victory points are scored. The way victory points are handled in this game are kind of different because they're changing. And at the beginning of the game, you may think that I'm going to try to go down this path in order to get these victory points using a certain strategy. But over the course of the game, that may totally change. And that initial strategy won't work at all. And you need to change. And that's the two things that we kind of need to hit on Tony, because you know what? At its core, Tony, this is a kind of a basic Euro. If you strip away all that stuff, this is a Euro game where you collect resources. You can use those resources to generate better goods. Either one of those could be turned in for victory points, or you can use resources to get you some bonus actions. Other than that, that's pretty much a basic Euro. Yeah, it is. And I bet I could get it in under a minute. I bet I could sit here and tell you exactly how this game works. You got this wheel that you're turning, this creating your engine to generate your resources, and your resources are turning around to give you victory points, and the person with the most victory points is the winner. That's Noria by Stronghold Games. Thank you very much. Wow, that could have been the two-minute initiative. That's right. It could have been. (laughs) We make light of it, and we joke about that kind of stuff, but at the core, Mm -hmm. there's your engine. The wheel is your engine, and it is such a unique mechanic that you're right, Marty. You've got to explore this a little bit because there are the three discs of the wheel, the three gears, and they turn at different rotations, Mm -hmm. and you can only claim certain actions based on how those disc inside the wheel line up they've got to be a touch they got to be aligned and you can only claim the ones that are in the lower half section in a quadrant or in the diamond or in the right quadrant le- uh, left i'm sorry the left quadrant the diamond this is great audio people are totally getting this i know think about it people it's a wheel <laughs> and the bottom half hey look at it like this from three okay. o'clock over to nine o'clock those are the actions that you can claim. Ah, that's very well done. Yeah, there's three wheels. The top wheel can hold two of these action tokens. Mm-hmm. The middle wheel can hold four, and the bottom holds six. And they turn differently. I've already stated that, but you go ahead and continue. You made a good point of the three to nine. From the three to nine area, you've got these different tokens that may line up. If tokens are adjacent to each other, you can activate them all on your turn, but you can only do one per wheel. So the most you can do is basically just by the tokens themselves is three tokens. There are other actions that can make you get get an additional action. But the thing is, though, is at the end, like you said, Tony, they each turn at a different rate. 
That top wheel that only has two tokens in it does a full 180. The middle wheel, which has four, turns 90 degrees and the bottom one turns 60. So that means every turn, you're going to have tokens lining up differently each turn. And that's kind of the whole mechanic of the game. Because over the course of the game, you can add additional tokens to your wheel. Uh, at the beginning, beginning, you only have six, but you can add more. So over the course of the game, you have all these different combinations lining up and you try to find figure out the best way to utilize those actions. Which will help you generate the resources and the actions that you need. One of the actions is, like you said, adding to your will. And you have to decide which ones do I want to do because you have to spend resources to claim the other more advanced actions. You've got to get that engine going because that's it. Because eventually, once that thing gets turning and churning out what you need it to do, then you can say, all right, this is how I need to drive up the way to get my victory points. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, Marty, the victory points thing is still a, I, I, my head's still in the clouds over how to generate the victory points at the end <laughs> of the game. In the clouds. Thank you. Yes, you got it. I'm proud of you. You're paying attention to me. You're not reading something on the internet. You're actually- Well, listening. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sitting here. I mean, this is a steampunk game. You got you got these floating islands, and you've got these ships that you can go out and collect these resources, and three of your six tokens are basically those three different types of resources. And when you activate them, you'll collect resources of that type based on the number of ships that you have. One of the actions you can take is go get more ships, right? The more ships you have of a particular resource, when you activate that particular color token, you'll get more of those. You can also use those ships to go out and build and claim factories or warehouses to help you build really nice manufactured goods where you can trade in multiple types of the base resources to build these really nice goods that you can turn in for victory points at the end of the game. And then there's this whole thing, like you said, Tony, you can actually buy additional actions. One of the action tokens is hey, just go get another token to add to the wheel and you can orient it however you want. But Tony, like you said, the whole thing is about generating victory points at the end. You're trying to move your pawns up these four victory tracks at the end. One of them is, but you can move them up by just basically giving away raw resources. On the other end of the extreme is giving away these manufactured resources. Those are worth a lot more victory points, but the other end's a lot easier to get the, your pawn to move up but it's not worth as many victory points at the end, so it's this balancing act. Okay, explain to me again the victory points. Okay, but the political phase, the victory points, scoring at the end, that that is probably the hardest thing to grasp in this game. Yeah, and here's here's the thing. That's that's the part that you're either gonna love it or you're gonna be like, I don't know about this. Because mm -hmm. at the beginning of the game, each one of those victory point tracks, again, I said there's four, are worth zero points. They ain't worth anything. At the end of your turn, you have these little gear tokens called knowledge that you can spend to what they call influence the politicians. And what you can do is you can say, I'm going to take this one track and I'm going to use a little marker to, to cover up a space to indicate, okay, now this track is worth two points per level. But here's where the screw you factor comes in, Tony, that a lot of people have issue with. When you do that, you actually remove one of the markers from one of the other tracks. You can have up to four levels of victory points per track, maybe two, four, six, eight, maybe the others, three, six, nine, twelve. If you remove one of those uh, markers from one of those tracks, that means it will only max out at a certain point. So you help one track, but you hurt the other. And that's the part where people were a little bit, I don't know about that because I was going to strategize work on that track and you guys just screwed me over. And now I got to totally change my strategy. 
Even though there's a bunch of turns on that board, it moves fast. Yeah, it depends on the number of players. It's like uh, 12, 13, 14 rounds. It's depending on the number of players. And it, it does move pretty quick, except, except towards the end when you have all these tokens on your wheel. They, we actually ended up with a lot of AP. Oh, because yeah. now when you're staring at potentially three or four sets of, of adjacent tokens, you got to figure out which one of those three you want to activate. And a lot of us were like, hurry up and take your turn. It's like, I can't. I'm trying to decide what's the best way to do it. Because you could take, you could activate those tokens in any order that you want. And you have like multiple ways that they could be connected to each other. So you could activate multiple tokens, multiple turns. So towards the end of the game, it slowed down incredibly just because due to the AP alone. And if somebody changed a strategy on you where I was going to be working on this one track, but now this one track ain't going to be worth as many victory points, I need to totally change and go work on this other track now. And, we, and I know we glossed over this, but one of the first things you can do on your turn is that you can have an influence phase where mm-hmm. you can pay some knowledge. You got some knowledge here. That's those gear tokens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's your money tokens. You have yeah, from that standpoint. But if you pay knowledge, you can then either rotate your disc to set up a turn. So you, yep. you, you either the large disc or the medium disc. So that's important. Or you can pay two and swap positions of the disc ins not disc but the the the, res- the what are the god the tokens the, the action tokens. tokens inside the disc can be swapped in two from two locations so you've got to think through that and think yep. about how th- and then how's the wheel going to rotate how am i going to get more knowledge how am i going to generate these resources oh i can yes this is an an ap game on mm-hmm. multiple plays i mean you're just going to be sitting there with your head in your hands thinking, okay, I need to do this, this, this. I'm setting this up. Oh, crap. What did he just do in political face to screw me over? Oh, crap. Yep. And in fact, a lot of us were talking about this game, Tony, after we, we played a few times in the, in the final game, we we're talking like, I wonder how it would be is if when you influence one of the politicians, basically change one of the values of the victory point tracks, if you didn't remove one of the other cubes from one of the other tracks, mm-hmm. would it be a better game? It would definitely be a different game. Because early, I mean, early on, uh, one of our friends, Nate, he wins everything, right, Tony? Always. We all know he's good at this. So there was this one track that he, we could tell he was going to go up. All of us basically, each person one by one, influenced a different track and nicked him on his one track he was trying to work on, making it so the track he was working on would never be more than worth two points per level. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't have done that, he might could have worked it up to where it was worth eight points per level. He totally had to change how he played the game and he didn't end up winning overall because we handicapped him so bad at the beginning. So what? Nate lost one time. He'll come back. That's I, the way I, he... I, that, that, that's not my point. It was, it, it, point. We, we just saw that you could really handicap yeah. somebody and, and maybe that's part of the game. Maybe I need to play three or four more times to understand, okay, somebody can screw you over. I need to be diversified mm-hmm. and work on multiple tracks at one time. And, and there's a way to score points based on that too. If you're diversified on every single track, you can actually earn, earn victory points for lowest token on a track, but you have to have all your tokens deployed. You have four. And if you get them all on the board, then each of them are worth something. If there's one left and uh, you didn't get them all on board, then your, your lowest one is still worth zero. Zero times whatever... Uh, that one track level is going to be still zero, right? Or mm-hmm. you could say, I'm going to focus on one track and try to run it up as high as I can. And then you could, there's this other track that you can say, my, the highest token for everybody is going to get X amount of points per level. So you can either diversify across four or really focus on maybe one or two. 
So again, that's another different type of strategy that's part of this game. So what seems to have only four phases to it, you know, your influence, your actions, your political, and then your cleanup, there's a lot there. Uh, a lot in that game, a lot of actions, building that will, the AP. So we've talked about various games that look really like they're going to really hurt your brain. I mean, Lignum comes to mind where, you know, it's it's not that heavy of a game. Uh, Lorenzo, great game. It's actually not that bad. This game is hiding, in my opinion, Marty, the other side. There's not much to this game. Oh, yeah, there is. There's a lot to this game. No wonder it was up for an award. And to answer your point before you try to get in here about what if we change the game? Wouldn't you think, sir, that they would have tested that and, and yeah. decided how they wanted to play it? You're right. This was just us talking after the game because there was some frustration of, wow, you know, you know, my strategy was totally blown away it's almost like you don't really know which victory point track you should work on until almost the game is halfway over but then you feel like at your point you've been spending half then you're going to spend half a game just kind of trying to make sure you could cover every track to see which one's the most valuable you know which resources am i going to focus on which good manufactured goods am i going to focus on so that i can make sure that i could take my pawn and move it up that victory point track and the higher it is the more points per level that you get i don't know man there there was a, a a lot going on the people i played with enjoyed it and it's one of those things tony after our last game that we played we spent 30 minutes talking about strategy and how that game should be played to me that makes a good game instead of just putting it back in the box and throwing it away you are putting it not throwing it away putting it away we sat there and spent time and time how would i play it again how should we play it next time so there is that it's a beautiful game. There's a the the wheel mechanic is kind of cool. That's what makes it stand out. The action selection mechanic is different. The victory point conditions are different, and they're not determined. They're not determined until the very end of the game. So Tony, it's not like you're grabbing victory points as you play the game. It's once everything is said and done, you look at each victory point track and calculate victory points per track per person. Add them all up. Whoever has the highest wins. So you don't really know until the very end how it's going to turn out. Oh, and I, I want to give a quick shout out for. When I was reading through the rule book and everything, well done. And we got a good buddy, TR. I was like, wow, this is actually flowing very nice. So even though we make it sound complicated, they, they Stronghold's got a video on this that you can yep. go out and watch. John Gets Games. He's got a, a great video on this. And then actually the rule book is very well done. Yeah, there's only one nick I had on the rule book, and that was at the beginning of the game, you could take actually one of your pawns, mm -hmm. one of your four, and go ahead and put it on a track. That's not in the setup part of the rules. And that threw us. That's yeah. actually embedded like two pages later when it's explaining how the political and the influence stuff works. And there's this one little sentence that says, before you start the game, take one of your four pawns and start it out on one of the tracks already. Mm. That should, to me, should have been in the setup phase and not later on in the book. Hey, at least he didn't stick it. They didn't stick it in the component phase, or you'll never see it. I mean, my yeah. gosh, this game is going to be released on March twenty first, so very soon. It's it's one of those things. If you like like medium weight Euro games, I highly re recommend uh, checking it out. Uh, again, this is not one, and all of us agreed. I, we've had multiple people play, multiple players. You can't play this once and kind of make a decision on it, right, Tony? You you really got to play it once and go, oh. That's how this is going to work. That's four or five games later. Yeah, you ain't going to get on number two. Like you said, Tony, it's easy to learn. There's there's really only six different actions. You have a nice little player guide, player aid that shows you what each of those actions do. It's very easy to follow. 
It's just how to combine them, what order to do them in, and how to approach your strategy for the end of the game. Well, I know the broken token. Greg and Tiffany got back from their JoJo cruises. They've rest. They rehabilitated. And I hope while they were on that cruise, they came up with some brilliant ideas, Marty, for their next insert. Me too. (laughs) You need to go on a cruise, man, like they did. Thebrokentoken.com. They've got the inserts for the game that you need or that you didn't know you need. (laughs) I didn't know I needed that. Oh, I'm going to get Boom, there it is. So be sure to head over to thebrokentoken.com. It helps you. We've said this time and time again on your setup. Guess what? Con season's around the corner. You know that they're going to be busy designing the newest and greatest for the games that are coming out. Be sure to check them out. They've always got some new product out there. Or better yet, if they don't, be sure to participate in their, hey, what should we do next poll that they got going? It's almost as good as a McCree poll over on Board Game Geek, guild number 1589. Wait, this is the Broken Token spot. Never mind. Don't don't listen to that. So, thebrokentoken.com. Tony, did we just spend 15 minutes on Noria just confusing everybody? I don't think we confused a single person. We basically <laughs> said this game is going to be a tough one if you like the good Euro builders. It's got a cool mechanic. And guess what? Victory points are the way you win. They oh. got it. <laughs> well, again, I, well, again, I think like we said, though, right? Why are you, you going stri- back to this? We just spent no, 15 not, minutes on say it. this. I'm saying, again, just after saying all, all that, stripping away the wheel and how the victory points are done... It's a basic Euro. It's just the action selection mechanic with the wheel and creating how victor points are going to be done at the end of the game is what makes it so different. I think you've said it all. I don't think we need to say any more about it. Do you want to go back to the mummy and talk about how rolling the dice adds curses? (laughs) Huh? Do you? Why are you so mean to me? I'm not being mean to you. I tell you what. What? I'll stop being mean if you promise to, to do this one thing for me. What's that? To celebrate Miniature Market working with us, how about we give away a prize or two or more. I like giving away stuff. Excellent. So on top of that promo that you can get by going to the miniature slash RDTN. Is that right? I don't know. It's in the blog post that you've so eloquently linked eloquently, eloquently clicky, clicky, clicky people go over there. <laughs> It's in the blog post. It should be in the show notes somewhere. It'll be everywhere. You'll be able to find the link. Also, if you actually go to our webpage, uh, we'll have the Miniature Market logo under our sponsorship, and you'll be able to click on the logo and go straight to it that way, too. So back to the contest, because that's what everybody just heard. They don't care what else we said. Contest. Yes. This is it. We're going to give away $10 gift cards to Miniature Market. We're giving away five of them. Count them. Mm -hmm. Five. So there'll be five $10 gift cards. We're going to do this through the, what's that thing called? Rafflecopter or? 
just just you're gonna create yeah it's i'm a, gonna create gonna oh i like this but yeah go, go there. there's gonna be a blog post it's, it's one of those typical things where you can enter them multiple times right you can like us on uh twitter uh you can retweet us you can go to our facebook page blah, blah. there's multiple ways to en- uh, enter and go do so and we'll uh and we'll pick a winners what after two weeks correct tony always two weeks Two weeks, which pushes at the date of the April the 3rd. That's right. It's no April Fool's here, people. We're going to be giving away some gift cards. And once you get those, you could really do us a solid if you clicky clicky on that link. <laughs> when, when you go to spend those gift cards, <laughs> go clicky clicky on that link because then you can use a, a promo code that that link is going to give you to save even more money on the $10 gift card that we just gave you right so so now I, I come to you with open arms with nothing to hide but believe what i say so here i am with open arms hoping you'll see that we are sincere <laughs> about our giveaways at rdtn oh i wish we would have started this earlier in the episode i could have injected so many journey songs during this whole thing oh i could have faithfully done it what amazes me about yeah i know you could have <laughs> Because if you had, we might have gone our separate ways. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. This was a missed opportunity. Stop the recording and start all over again. I want to do this. <laughs> no, we're not. Come on, dude. The party's over. Oh. <laughs> I just don't want to stop believing in us. Okay. <laughs> I want, to, <laughs> I want to know how we're going to interject loving, touching, and squeezing. Uh, did you know that I think we've set up a time where the chit chat ladies are going to come back on? No, no, that is, whoa. You should not put that, that one song butted up against something about chit chat. I know, but I was just saying it's going to come. I mean, I mean, who's crying now? Not me. <laughs> it's, I'm racking my brain at this point trying to come up with the, with the rest of them. Oh, really? Uh, look, don't, don't stop believing in me. I'm going to, I'm going to come up with another one. Hey, any way you want it, you can have it. you you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, really, who's crying now? Not oh me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dang it. You're killing me. You're getting all the good ones. Oh, uh, well, <gasps> either way, guys, do me a favor. Be good to yourself and keep rolling <laughs> Dang dice. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. I lost. And taking names. Thanks for listening. Please join our BGG Guild at 1589. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names and Instagram Dyson Names. Basically, you can contact us any way you want it. Huh, Tony, I got one. So now I come to you with open arms, nothing to hide. Uh, no, you're, you're not doing a solo. Yeah, I am. No, not, not solo. I can't hear it. We already know you've heard a lot about Miniature Market, but this is the official spot for a Miniature Market right here. Miniature Market has tons of great games at at fantastic prices. They're extremely competitive with every other online store out there. The the flat rate shipping that they uh, initiated a couple years ago was great. It's here in the US, it's $5.99 for pretty much anything 
So if you're going to spend like 10 bucks, it's, you, you might as well spend another 15, 20 bucks since the shipping's not going to go up any. But if you do get up to $99, then it's free ship after that. And then it's, since it's located in the middle of the uh, United States and St. Louis, it's easy to get anywhere. If you're not in the United States, well, you still might be able to take advantage of some of their stuff too. It's depending on just check out their shipping and how much it costs to get shipped anywhere. And again, don't forget to use that special link that we have on our website for a special promo code. Again, you can check them out at miniaturemarket.com.